doesn't matter how quickly the project went. It's like how much energy did that mentally take from you? Because that also is like a value we don't often part for. We just forget about it. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 89, and today we're talking with an old friend and client of mine, Tiffany. In my past agency life, Tiffany and I worked together growing the Conagra Foods business across various different markets, and we were far from the typical client agency relationship you hear about. We became good friends, and hit so many career milestones together, including a huge speaking opportunity to share a program we built together. It's people like Tiffany that made it extremely hard to leave the corporate agency world. But the best part of all of this is that our paths get to cross again right here, and we couldn't be more proud of Tiffany's growing business, Kativa Studio. And on this episode, we talk about rediscovering our passions, business-related or not, her vision for Kativa, how the name came to be, struggles with feelings of worth and what to charge and so much more. We can't wait for you to meet Tiff. So let's jump in. Hello, Tiffany. Welcome to the Duo On Air podcast. Hi, ladies. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So Tiffany and me in particular go way back. We used to work together in the agency days. She was actually my client, and thankfully, she was the most amazing client because she turned into a friend, which is Client friend. Yeah, (laughs) client friend. Yep. We had the most amazing time working on projects, even when the agency and the client side and all of it just kind of can suck sometimes, but we made the best of it, and it was great. (laughs) That's what what made it fun. You just kind of always had a soft landing landing Uh spot with your partner. I know. Yeah. And also you are based in San Francisco and I'm in Minnesota. So obviously it was fun to like travel sometimes and have that relationship. So we go way back. And today we want to talk with Tiff because she has this business called Kativa Studio. And I am not going to jump into it because I want you to tell us just all about you and the business and kind of how it got started. Yeah, no problem. So uh, Kativa Studio is my art business, my art baby. Um, And it's been live now for just about two years, which is crazy, actually. I feel like it's still being built as we (laughs) talk here, several iterations in, but um, kind of that's when I initially kicked things off the ground. And, you know, my history, I've always been a lover of art. It's something that was always an easy place to me to turn to for, um, you know, just mental health breaks or just a way to like be creative. Um, But it's also something that I had lost touch with. Um, You know, I think as, you know, young adults, we all have passion points or things that we're really into. And 
the challenges of the world, you know, the, the challenges by your parents. I'm second gen. So it was very much like, hey, now we have to get a traditional education here and make sure that we're doing things um, in the right order. And so I kind of took the the business route and art just really was a, a hobby that became less of a hobby over time as you get busier and busier in life and and with your career. Um, and so I, you know, I took the marketing route, which is great because I still have an avenue to be creative, but it's definitely, you know, business creative and less just kind of exploring your, your feelings and, and your emotions or, you know, whatever you have going on um, at that moment. And so um, that's kind of have been my, my landscape for a while. And then I think like many of us during the pandemic, we were all kind of searching for things to not only just do, <laughs> to, to keep ourselves occupied, but also I think, you know, it was a struggle, right? Like just dealing with that feeling of, you know, being stuck or, you know, not progressing or, you know, what, what are you really passionate about, right? We start all asking ourselves these questions. Um, and so that kind of led me back into into art and I kind of started painting again. Um, I know I do a lot of digital illustration, but I also love to paint with acrylics and I have such a supportive husband, which was really great too. We just moved into our new home and he was like, we're not buying art. I want you to paint something first, paint something for the house first, and then we can buy art from other people. So he kind of um, challenged me as well. And then, um, you know, just kind of continued to go down that path. He ended up getting me a really cool iPad uh, for the holidays one year and kind of the rest is history. I started doing digital art and I was like, well, this is great. You can make mistakes and just start over and <laughs> you can get a lot accomplished really quickly. Um, and so that passion kind of, I guess, reignited and um, I really was enjoying just the time I spent doing art. It really allowed me to um just like, again, hone in on something that I really loved and cared about, allowed me to be more expressive. And as I started sharing it more with friends and family, I mean, they were all like, you can draw it. Like, <laughs> I had no idea that, that I, I felt um, the same way. Into art. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was like, I guess it's not that bad. Um, yeah. And so they, you know, were encouraging me to share it or asking me to do commissions or, you know, encouraging me to even sell it. And, um, yeah, I think like one hobby just kind of led to, well, maybe I, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can try to start this. And, you know, it's mid pandemic. I'm like, no one's going to see if I mess this up. Like I can just kind of give this a whirl. And so I set out to kind of create, you know, my website and kind of get things off the ground. And that was kind of the, the birthing um, of Kativa studio. A lot of people asking, what is, what does Kativa mean? Um, you know, my mom, she is from Belize in Central America and she grew up on a mango farm um, and her dad named it Kativa and it was always such like a special like place um, something I felt really connected to love going to visit and I kind of felt the same way when I started getting back into my art so I decided to name the business uh, Kativa Studio so it's kind of long-winded but that's just kind of how we got things started yeah uh, that's yeah. amazing that is yeah. super cool um, I also, I was talking to someone the other day about how, like, even just with my little boys right now, like you don't spend like sports, sports are the hobbies, mm -hmm. right? So like, that's mm -hmm. what you pour your energy into. You sign them up for sports, you sign up for activities and court is like the anomaly here because she's super good at like getting still involved in like recreational sports and everything else. But I also Amazing. feel like you kind of like as an adult, 
you stop playing sports at some point throughout, whether yeah. that's high school or college, or maybe like you do rec for a little bit and then you have kids and you stop like me. And then it's like, oh, sports aren't the only hobbies. Like you can do other things. You can have other hobbies, but yeah. you don't spend the time throughout your life learning what those hobbies are. And then you all of a sudden become an adult and people ask you what your hobbies are and what you do yeah. other than work. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That That's is hilarious. very true. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You know, it's like, what is that saying? Like creative is like the child who survived or, or whatever that kind of quote is. But yeah, sometimes it is like looking back and being like, what did I really enjoy doing in my, in my youth before I had, you know, responsibilities or, you know, other people that I needed to take care of. Um, and kind of going back and going on that journey can maybe plug you back into what some of those things used to be. Um, because they're there for a reason, right? They're there without having much uh, influence being put on you yet. And I think that's why it's, it's always such a, um, a fun place to go back to. Yeah. Abby, it sounds like you want to be on the kickball and volleyball league and <laughs> broom ball coming up. So I'm going to start getting you on the teams there. You have to come every week. Curling. <laughs> Set up a curling for the winter. Right? I'll do that. That sounds fun. <laughs> I'm Lots on of stretching. It. <laughs> right? Uh, that I just love this story so much. And also the name. I love how like personal it is and connected back to your family and your heritage and all of that. That's amazing. Um, yes. What was like the very first thing you did? Like, did you sell something? And also, okay, I'd love to know two things. So one, yes. what was the first thing you did? Because most people are like, okay, how do I make this hobby a business? Like, how did you, what was the very first pivotal move where you were like, oh, okay, this is a business now. And two, who yeah. was the first person to actually give you money for your artwork? Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, the first point in making it a business was, uh, folks looking for commissions. So it was, um, you know, through friends and family and them seeing the work and, you know, so-and-so wants, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can just you know, draw it. And they're like, no, they want to, they want to pay you for this. Like <laughs> they actually want to pay you for your time. Um, which was a wild concept. I think, uh, the hardest thing I think in this whole journey was like, I don't know what, what makes sense to actually charge for something like this. Cause you have so much fun doing it, but then you're like, Oh my God, six hours has passed and I have not left my creative space. So, um, finding the balance there. So I think, um, initially it was, it was through a commission of a friend, um, who, you know, so generously wanted to pay me for my work. Um, and then from there, just having people reach out honestly through my Instagram and saying, you know, where can I buy this? Where can I find this? And after I had like a few commissions under my belt, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to set up a website and see if I can figure this out. Um, which is also funny because everything always looks so daunting until you start doing it and you're like, oh no, I can build a website. Oh no, I can figure out, you know, Shopify or whatever it is. But, um, that's initially what led me to start, uh, selling the art. Um, the first project was the, the project that's still up in my living room. It's a acrylic painting I did for my living room, but, but in terms of sales, it was through a commission. Um, and then, yeah, once I got the website up and running, I mean, I would say within a few days, I started to get some orders, which was wild. Um, I have a very supportive community, so they were also very sweet to support me, um, in that launch. But yeah, since then, it's just kind of been word of mouth. I've been doing some marketing here and there, and then I had a really big opportunity this year specifically with Press Juicery, where 
I was selected as one of um, five black artists to help design um, custom packaging to celebrate Black History Month. So that was just a really exciting accomplishment that I didn't expect. Um, obviously, when you do some submissions like that, you're just like, oh, we'll just see what happens. And um, I ended up getting that opportunity. And that was that was really big for me personally to feel like, oh, I'm going down the right path, right? I really look at those things as signs. Like when you start going down a path and then things start happening for you, it's almost like it's tugging you like, yeah, keep going. You're, you're on the right path. So that was really exciting for me. And um, having had that experience, that also linked me to a lot of other really cool artists and um, just kind of got, you know, Katie, the studio out there more for, for folks to see outside of my community, which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We forget so, so amazing. We forget about the community, like the people who want to support us. And like, yeah. I think we always just assume like, oh, no one's going to buy this. No one's going to support me. <laughs> and like, there's so many people and all it takes is one person to tell some other person that doesn't know you for your circle to expand and your community to get bigger. And yeah, it's mm -hmm. not until you do it that you realize like, wow. And I remember those from the days of Court and I starting too. like the mm -hmm. people who would be like, hey, I have someone I can send to you. And we were like, wow, cool. Like, thank you. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, it really is. It's the most important thing. And you, again, when you're in kind of, um, you know, your normal career, there is that like, you know, depending on where you are, we've all experienced companies where there's that like competitiveness or that like politics, you know, just all of that stuff. And you do forget like just how many people are just so supportive of you and want you to succeed or maybe want you to succeed so they could feel like they could do it too, right? Like as an example of like, oh, well, she can do it. I can do it. Or um, I was really overwhelmed by the support. And then just um, even, you know, other small businesses who are willing to like lend some advice or share how they got started or what platforms they were using. Um, it's really amazing. I think, especially in like a small business community, how willing folks are to kind of share, um, which has been really cool because you think, you know, you'd want to like cover your like resources, but like, that's not how it is at all. Like everyone's really, really supportive and um, just wants to see everyone else win. Cause I think they know how challenging and scary it is. So feeling like you can help somebody just get a little bit further without them going through that, that anxiety that maybe you went through. Um, it feels really good too. I think too, when people see the passion, they want to help feed that, right? They see somebody that's super passionate about what they do. They're a small business and they just get so excited about that, that they want to help you and like anything that they can do as far as like free resources or even buying your artwork. I think the community yeah. aspect of that is just so important and it's stronger than we realize until we're like actually in it. And then we're like, mm -hmm. wow, this is incredible. I remember too, even to this day, I have a hard time. <laughs> Abby's like, okay, Court, this is your, pro like, this is a one-off project or it's a collateral project. Like, how much do you, like, how much time are you going to spend on it? What do you want to charge? And I'm like, $5? Oh. <laughs> and she's like, no, Courtney, like, you have to charge what you're worth. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm so bad at it. And Abby's like, okay, Courtney, we're going to add a little bit more to that. And I'm just yes. like, okay, like, can't we just give it away for free? <laughs> it's really hard. And then you, you put it out there and, you know, the client or whoever is always like, oh my gosh, that's, a, that's wonderful. I was expecting, you know, and it's like little conversations like that, where you mm -hmm. start to realize like, oh no. Okay. Like this is a value. Someone is willing to right? pay for this. They think it's worth your time and your, your efforts. So yeah, we'll, we'll get there, Courtney, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I know once we just need Abby in our <laughs> 
how long have I been working? Because I'll forget. Cause again, when you're doing something you love, the time just kind of goes by. And I think that that, that happens to you. You're like, Oh, I don't know how much time I spent. And then you go back and you're like, Oh no, that was several, several, several hours or days worth of work. And you know, you gotta figure out the right balance, but yeah. And it's not, it's not always about the time too. It's also about like, there's only so much creativeness you have like in you. And when you drain (laughs) it, no matter how fast you drain it, like you need time to refuel. And I think you forget about like, it doesn't matter how quickly the project went. It's like how much energy did that mentally and like take from you? Because that also is like a value we don't often charge for. We just forget about it. I am so glad you said that. That has been like the biggest like learning curve for me in this and where I think I've been hard on myself and I'm trying to be like kinder in that space. And maybe it's because I do have a career where it's, it is nonstop, right? Like you don't, you don't get breaks. There is that expectation that you're delivering to the business or to that project or, or whatever. But, um, sometimes like, I was like, I don't, I don't know what to draw. Like there's nothing there. I don't know what it is, you know? Um, and I recently took like a longer break than I expected but it was so needed. Like I needed a minute to like reset, find the energy again, feel uh, inspired to kind of dedicate the time and put things out. It never really goes away where you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore, but you do need those breaks. You know, it has to come to you. It's not something that you can just plug in. Um, So being okay with that and knowing like, no, this is part of the process. This doesn't mean that you're doing a bad job or that you're failing in some way. This is like your refuel so that you can you know, keep bringing things to people. Um, You know, it can be challenging. Yeah, for a while, I took a break from commissions too, because I put so much pressure because it's like, it has to be perfect. And it might be someone's, you know, wedding sign or something, you know, of so much value that like, you just get so caught up in the details and it can feel more stressful, you know, than fun. So like being able to stop and say, okay, like you accomplished it. It was good. They loved it. Put that in the piggy bank of, things to remind yourself the next time you get asked to do something. Um, but those breaks are really necessary. Totally mm-hmm. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah. speaking of this, isn't your like full-time business right now and you are no. juggling two jobs, <laughs> which is so impressive, like so impressive. So would love Thank to you. know, like, I'm sure there are plenty of people listening who are also playing this juggle of like, maybe draining their creative juices in their full-time job. And then they're Mm -hmm. also like need to fuel up for this, their another job or a side hustle or something else that they're working on. Um, How do you juggle it? Yeah, really well. No, just kidding. (laughs) There's balls falling all of the, all the time. Um, No, I think that, you know, if I had advice to give to someone who's thinking about it or just starting the process first is like, just do it because there's never going to be a perfect time or a lull in your career or like how many times have you been at work and you're like when things calm down and that's just with like to do things at work right not even for like your your personal hobbies or like other ventures you might have so um one is like just starting because like any progress is progress that you didn't do you know a day ago um and then when i first started i tried to be really uh diligent about like scheduling time um, in the same way that I scheduled time for, for business meetings, right? Like, it's so funny how you will always make it for a business meeting, no matter what time it starts, no matter what time it ends, but things like going to the gym or doing a face mask, I don't know, self-care things, like somehow they just 
keep falling down the priority list on the calendar. So for me, like actually scheduling that time in the beginning was really useful because it was like, nope, it's it's on my calendar. That means I have to do it just like any other business meeting that I took that day. Um, so that was really big. And then I don't know about you guys. I'd love to hear your experience too. But once I started working on projects that I was really excited and passionate about, somehow I found the energy. There's always like, it's almost like a source of energy versus something that's depleting. Um, and so not, not that it's not hard or you don't get tired or you don't need to take breaks. All that is still very valid, but it just became, um, I don't know, somehow you have the fuel when you're like having fun and you, you're like kind of, um, giving yourself that probably thing that you've been craving and you don't even realize it. Um, once you start tapping back into that, that outlet, it's like, oh no, I, I look forward to that 7 PM art session or that 8 PM, like work on website time, it becomes something that you're really motivated to do. And it feels less like another thing on the list and more like something very additive to your well-being. Um, so I think, you know, the benefits definitely outweigh those moments when you feel extra taxed or busy. It's a different feeling. It's like you're tired, but you're accomplished. I don't run marathons, but I would imagine that's what it feels <laughs> like. It's like, I did it. I'm so excited, right? Yeah, I'm tired, but it was worth it. Like you kind of have those feelings. Um, so I think that, you know, as you start down that path, it becomes really encouraging to, to keep going. Um, but yeah, and then just being kind to yourself, like you really cannot do it all at the same time. So schedule that time to work on your business or whatever that side project is, give yourself breaks when you need to, but, but definitely like just start because, um, yeah, there's no reason not to, honestly, mm -hmm. you just yeah. kind of have to, once you start, then things start to fall into place. It becomes easier. Yeah. I love the yeah. idea of scheduling. I think that's what we, like people get so excited about, like things that they're passionate about or want to do as a hobby that later could become a business. And I think that's the key to like getting started is actually scheduling. Because like you said, everything, if it's not your like main business or, you know, just your personal life in general, everything else starts to fall to the wayside and you're like, oh, I just don't have time for it. So it's never going to mm -hmm. happen. But even if you schedule like an hour every other day or something, it doesn't have to be drastic. It can be, you can start small. I think that's so important. There's so many things on my yeah. list of like hobbies that I would love to do. And I know Abby's <laughs> the same way. And we're like, I'd love to do this. Or, you know, like I want to write a book or I want to start this nonprofit or I want to do this. And it's just like, I don't have time for that. Are you kidding me? But you <sighs> do you just have to be very intentional about it exactly intention is everything totally agree yeah I also think like decision fatigue is such a real thing that we like there's a reason why people who are super successful wear like the same thing every day because they don't want to <laughs> waste a decision on their outfit and mm -hmm. I think like when you're first starting sometimes the decision fatigue of like what should I name my business where should my website live how am I like, even just like, how am I going to get started? Like all of mm -hmm. that fatigue goes away because you've made a move. Like you've decided your business name. You decided you're going to live on Shopify. You decided mm -hmm. that you are going to do a business. And the second yeah. that decision is gone, you have more energy to actually do more things. And totally. we just forget that make, even though it's like not a time consuming thing, it's like mm -hmm. those decisions take energy. And when you're sucking that energy, well, then you don't have the energy to, that you think you would have to like do that hobby or do that thing or 
work for another couple hours a day or whatever it is. So I think that's also like just understanding like, okay, what is actually dwelling on you? Because sometimes it's not something that's like a time consuming project. It's just a decision that you are sitting on that you're not like deciding one way or another. Totally, totally. And then also knowing that like, you can for a lot of things, change your mind. Like Mm -hmm. not everything, not every decision you make is, is set in stone. Like I've changed my website probably like three times. I've changed my logo twice, which is like, as a marketer, I'm like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing? Right. Like, but I've also like, you know, as a creative, it's like, well, I don't know if that's perfect. And now like, I feel like this is more representative of my brand. And I feel like this, you know, and, it it feels like to your point, like those decisions feel like, oh my gosh, like such a big decision. Like everyone's going to see this. Everyone's going to notice. And like, nobody notices like you, nobody under, you know, you sometimes make it bigger in your head than it actually, it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can change things. Like it's okay. It's okay to like kind of like grow through the process and make iterations until you get to a place where you feel, um, you know, happy. It does not have to be perfect. Like when you start, you just, you know, you just have to start. Like that's the hardest part. And sometimes that reaching perfection is what, you know, slows down the process. So like as like a number one perfectionist over here, like who's done iterations, it's okay. It's okay if it's not perfect the first time. You can tweak it as you go and get it to a spot that you feel really happy about. But it's better to have made that initial progress um, more than anything. One yeah. foot in front of the other. I feel like you just need to like, you need to take, keep taking the steps. Like whatever's holding you back, you just need to take the next step for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a rant. <laughs> I have a random question. So yeah. when it comes to your like acrylic paintings, like not the digital work, but the stuff that you're like doing on canvases and stuff like that, your first one that you sold, was it hard to like, kind of let go of that? Like, was it like, take it and like, give it to somebody because you put so much time and passion and energy into that. And it's kind of like your baby, you know, like you created this thing and now you're physically giving it away. Yes. Yeah, it totally was. Um, and for a while I was like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can part ways with it. Um, and then when you go through the process of finally being like, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I've had it. I've enjoyed it. This is going to bring somebody else joy. And you actually follow through and you do see that you do see how excited that person is, how happy they are, like how they can't wait to display it in their own home. Um, it makes it feel different. And then you're like, oh, okay. Like I just gave someone positivity and energy and like happiness. And it's something that they're going to get to enjoy every day. And you start thinking about that outcome versus like the creative process that it took to get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then it's also, I think as a business, like finding the balance of like, maybe I don't do as many works that are like that large because I do know how much time it takes. And like, maybe I could produce more if I'm able to do it on a smaller canvas and you kind of that becomes easier to you. I think the the longer, bigger pieces of art are where you're like, whew, that took a long time and now it's gone, you know? Right. But, um, so I totally understand and, and feel that way for sure with the, with the acrylics, but um, just feeling like you could like bring that transference of like positive energy to somebody um, 
it again, I think makes it worth it when you finally hand it off, but totally a fair feeling because yes, each art is like, it is like your baby, right? It was a moment yeah. in time, you know, you were inspired by something and it always means something different to you than, you know, the person that you're giving it to. But, um, yeah, it, it still has a way of like coming full circle just by seeing their acceptance of it. And, and just knowing that somebody like wants it right <laughs> it still blows my mind um that no, that's super have to like have it from you you know yeah that's super powerful I know even this is like not even comparable but even when you worked at the agency anything that I saw like in Target that I designed and it's just like Amazing. a dumb little Clorox sign right like Clorox for sale blah 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 or some sort of like you know advertising for that you'd still get really excited you'd be like of course. oh my gosh I created that but like yours is far way above and beyond no no Target. don't say but... that that's so cool <laughs> it's so true yeah Oh, that's awesome. Um, I would love to know, do you have a favorite print like, or a favorite, like whether it's like a painting or a digital oh art, like, do you have like one piece that you're like, man, that holds like a lot of, I don't know, emotion? I do. It's, it's an acrylic piece. It's not, um, my digital ones. It's hard. I love, I love all of them for different reasons, but, um, I do have one special piece that is in my house that this is one that I am not selling, but it was, it was that first piece that um, my husband, Joe kind of challenged me to make for the house because that was like the, the initial catalyst to me getting back into art. Um, you know, we bought our home in 2019, like right before the pandemic. So we're like, this was good timing. Like we probably would have killed each other if we, <laughs> if we didn't have more room, but um, it was, it was just, at first I was so frustrated with him because I was like, no, I have a vision for the room. And this is, I want to, you know, I just never considered myself as someone who could create art that I'd actually want to hang in my house. Right. Like I was going to buy that from somebody else who was far more, <laughs> far more talented. Um, and he's very easygoing, but this, he would not budge. He was like, Nope, you, I want it to be your art. It's going to go right here. Um, and I painted it and I was so happy with it. And I was just like, wow, like it was the first time I felt just like re-engaged, like back into doing art and just seeing it every day. When I walked into the kitchen, it really just kind of reminded me of like, no, you can do this and people will love it, even if it's just your husband to start. But, you know, it felt really good. And, and so that one's really special to me because I think it's just it was that initial step back into that passion and kind of getting over that hump of like, you know, looking at yourself as, you know, someone who could produce something like that or trusting, you know, knowing someone trusts you to create, you know, something that would be like up in your house for everyone to see. So that one is, that one is my favorite. Um, I have to share it more online, yeah. but yeah, that's my favorite yeah. piece. Yeah. You should send us a picture and we can put it in the, in the yeah. notes for this episode. <laughs> I will. I okay. Will. Good. Um, okay. This is a very like arty question that I feel like everyone asks and it's very generic. Uh, but I would love to know, where do you find your inspiration for your paintings? Oh my gosh. Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. I think when I first started creating one, create art that also felt more reflective of like, you know, me, like my culture, my experiences, like a black woman, like the things that I love or, you know, find interesting. And so I definitely wanted that to be reflective in my art, just you know, um, off top, but like definitely by my friends, my community, um, things that I see on Pinterest, like art, fashion, 
Um, I love being in nature. That's like a hobby of mine. It's hard too, because sometimes you feel like as an artist, you have to have like a style and it has to only be that. And um, that can kind of box you in. And so like, especially in this last year, I've just really been open into like, hey, if there's something I'm inspired by or want to draw, whether that's people or plants or something abstract, like that's okay. Like I should be able to explore kind of like that full variety of, of what interests me versus having to stick to one thing. Um, Cause that can feel limiting too. And then you stop kind of making art, I think for yourself. And now you're just making it for what you think people will want or like, or looks like other things that you've made. Um, so yeah, I would say it's like a lot of variety, but I think that's just how I am like in my personal life, like I love a variety of things. I love art. I love sports. I love, you know, reading, I mean, all the different things, music. So it's kind of just more of a reflection of me, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's true for like any creative is you kind of find inspiration everywhere. Like it's, and it's mm-hmm. something like I, de- you do not want me painting or anything <laughs> designing or like none of that, like, no, but I will find like ideas for, oh, we should post like this topic on our social feed, or we should like, we should do this new like idea or like, this is a great idea to like sell this program. Like, I feel like I get ideas like that out in the wild, um, which are very different, but creative in their own way. And I think it's like a lot of times I feel like the biggest inspirations come when you're not trying, like when you're just taking a break and doing something for yourself or just being not doing like that's where the inspiration usually usually comes from because if you actually go seek it I feel like sometimes yeah. you you get stuck <laughs> for sure for sure and like again like I said like so much of it is really just inspired by like just like my experience like as a black woman like what I enjoy what my friends and I like joke laugh talk about see watch intake consume like a lot of it is just kind of a reflection of that mm-hmm I love it. Abby, awesome. don't sell yeah. yourself short. You know your way around Canva. I've seen your <laughs> I've seen your boys' birthday invites. You're if anybody wants a birthday invite, you can hire Abby. Yeah, that I'm is coming, about the extent. Coming to you. Yeah, that's about the extent of what I can do is uh birthday, little boys' birthday invites. Maybe <laughs> I, I love can it when I for girls. <laughs> I that's know. amazing. I love it when I pop in our Canva and I see you making an invite. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. I'm like, go, oh, Abby, keep going. You you got uh, it. Yeah, my my three year old for his birthday, he told me he wanted a Mickey birthday, and then he changed his mind like three days before the party, and he wanted a Batman Mickey, like a Batman party. And I was like, okay, so I like had to make like a Batman Mickey combination party. It was like it was a thing, but it worked. It was he was fine. (laughs) Like a mashup. Yeah, a mashup for sure. Uh, so where do you see Kativa in five years? Oh my gosh. You know, it's hard to say. I know for sure that I want to obviously keep, um, you know, keep creating um, in a perfect world. I would love to do more collaborations, kind of like what I did with press. It doesn't, you know, it can be whether it's like fashion or, or anything of that nature, that would be really fun. Um you know, maybe one day post some sort of art exhibit um, for family and friends and just like people who've had supported me along the way, but ultimately just like still creating and still being able to, you know, bring others happiness for those that enjoy the art or, you know, want something special or created. I just know that it needs to continue to be an outlet for me and then hopefully something that could, you know, bring joy to someone else. 
Um, so for me, like just being able to have it live and make the time for it and be able to do it, like that's like that's been enough, honestly, for me. And then anything else that comes with it, any other fun opportunities, is just like icing on the cake. Um, I really love being able to do both. I, you know, I enjoy my my career. And so um it's kind of fun to kind of be able to have the best of both worlds right now. And so um yeah, I just want to still be able to create the time for it, do it intentionally. Um, and my my brother has this saying that I've now adopted, but it's really kind of, you know, living your life by design. And that just means being really intentional about everything that you do and trying to create what, what it is that you want. And I think building Kativo is probably my first actual attempt at doing that because it didn't come to me like I had to create it and build it. So um, just more more of that, I would say. Yeah, I love that. And I think a lot of times people assume, they assume that the vision is like, oh, I want to do this full time and pour everything into it. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. the case. Like you can love both things. You can have a full time job and also have a hobby. That is also a business that people want to give you money for. Like all of that is okay. There are no like rules of like what you have to do when it comes to your career or anything like that. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. Don't choose. You can do it all. all right. <laughs> so you can't uh, just not all at the same time. And I think that's yeah. just the new mm-hmm. like way that you have to like adjust that because it is wild to think, you know, do it all. It makes it sound like that would be easy and it's not, but you can just not all at the same time. And it's okay to have seasons where one thing is getting more energy than the other. It's okay to have you know, off seasons where you need to give something a break so that you can put more here. But it doesn't mean that you have to just stop doing something altogether, which I think a lot of us have fallen into that trap. You know, Courtney mentioned that you kind of gave Art a little bit of a pause too um, when we were chatting separately. So I think that's the biggest thing is like, you don't have to choose one or the other. You just have to be okay with it all happening and like different lulls and knowing that that's still progress and you're still doing things that you want to do and being okay with that. Put too much pressure on ourselves to be doing all the things perfectly all the time. Like it doesn't have to be that way and that's okay. Right. Yeah. You've definitely inspired me to uh, pick a paintbrush up soon again or a pencil and start doing. Yeah. Yeah. It might be slow and it might not be perfect, but I definitely I should get back into it because I definitely it, it takes me to that place of just like it's my creative zone. It's my like I kind of just like unplug from the world and it's, you know, it's a nice way to just tap into that and kind of let go of everything else. And it energizes me. So I definitely need to when I was reading your story, I was like, Oh, man, I'm feeling really bad about myself. Like I should pick this <laughs> no. back up. Well, that's, <laughs> no, the but in a, that's the angle. Yeah, yeah. In a good way. Yes, yes. Yeah. I totally empathize with that. I feel the exact same way. So you should totally do it. You're gonna love it. It's gonna feel so yes. rewarding. Yes, I can't. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Well, where can everyone go? We'll make sure we include all these links in the show notes, but where should everyone go to kind of find you and your work? Sure. So my website is kativastudio.com and it's C-A-T-E-E-V-A because also folks are like, how do you spell, (laughs) how do you spell that? Um, or you can follow me on Instagram, um, at Kativa studio as well. And then everything is linked through my Instagram, but follow me and say hello. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Tiff. 
Thank you. This was so fun. You guys are doing amazing as well. It's been really inspiring to see your business take off. Um, and so just continued success to you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. We appreciate You're you. welcome. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.